Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for joining me. It's Devin Tan. I'm a psychiatrist, a forensic and child psychiatrist, a dad, and the host of the Huddle Wisdom podcast. This is where we talk about parenting and mental models to help families navigate the tricky trickiness that is family life. Um, last episode, in episode 65, I shared an interview with Emily, a student who went on uh, a journey with her ADHD and has successfully navigated a number of difficulties um, associated, but also the emotional baggage, if I can use that term, uh, emotional baggage that comes with having these challenges. A lot of patients with ADHD will feel as though they are pretending, pretending to be okay. In Emily's case, she was smart enough and socially competent, so socially competent enough that you wouldn't have really noticed that she would have had difficulties concentrating, focusing, paying attention, you know, zoning out in conversations with people and then pretending that she's listening. Now, we all have symptoms of ADHD from time to time. It's just part of human nature. But people with ADHD, or at least people with the diagnostic label, just happen to travel uh, for longer periods of time with a cluster of symptoms that are characteristic of ADHD. Many girls that I see with ADHD, they often do fly under the radar because, um, well, let's face it, I mean, they, they are on average more emotionally mature compared to boys who tend to present with more impulse control problems and they're noisier, smellier, and so they attract more attention. For someone like Emily, she flew under the radar for a very long time in primary school and it wasn't until she was in high school when the demands and the complexity of life starts to increase, you know, expectations academically and socially start to increase as well. And that's when uh, a lot of my patients will start to demonstrate more prominent features. In fact, when you talk to adults as well who present to clinic, uh, there are a few pinch points in their life when you might see them present. The first or second year of university, be a job promotion, um, or it might be a spouse that's brought their partner in because they've, they've grown fed up with their antics. ADD is not always obvious. You know, it's not always front of mind. It takes a lot of energy to pretend and to be okay. So a lot of people that come to see me for ADHD treatment also suffer from this thing that we call the imposter syndrome. Useful for us to be aware. There are also these meta symptoms. Emily also talked about a balance between reminding and nagging. Going back to a few episodes, I talked about picking your battles and respecting your child. I invite you to go back and listen to those episodes. I think because it helps you to find the line. Yeah, thing that some of us are better at better at is reading reading children's emotional valence but we all have it within us and we all have the equipment uh, but it's just plugging in the right software understanding how to use the hardware so i keep harping on about this course that i have right this um, empathic discipline course i do invite you to go and check it out you know, I share with you nine principles that help helps you to unlock the potential of the hardware that you have without necessarily having to learn a whole lot of techniques or strategies. Huddlewisdom.com forward slash practice. The next point I wanted to make um, is this idea of val validation. So, uh, you know, Emily, people would say she's okay, but she wouldn't feel okay. And 
many times Emily would feel invalidated by that, even though well-meaning adults and teachers would try and reassure her that she's okay. Children with ADHD or undiagnosed ADD, um, it's very easy for them to feel invalidated. So we need to give them the benefit of the doubt. It doesn't mean that we have to agree or um, see eye to eye. All validation really means is just accepting what someone brings to you as as it is without feeling the need to change it or judge it. Um, it you know, what they bring is just what they bring. Once you're able to talk about whatever it is that they've brought to you in a way that assures them that you're not going to invalidate their experience, that once you build that trust, then you can start to unpack the the truth of the matter, so to speak. Because if you launch straight into having those discussions, you're going to lose the young person uh, because you haven't built the trust, you haven't done the work. So you need to be able to build that trust first. And empathy is a construct that I talk about a lot in that course I mentioned before, but it's also something I talk about a lot on this podcast. I just noticed the time and I'm just about run out of it because my next patient is coming I hope that's useful to you, my friends, and um, I look forward to catching up with you next week. So, so long, my friends. Until next time. Bye.